On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. G'day, and welcome to the Four Diego's here on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. Rodrigo Rodriguez with you on this uh, Wednesday night, and thanks to Finey on another great show. And the boys from the GBU crew and number 21 tonight, always good listening on a Wednesday night. Vinny Venezuela's in the house, so is Warren and Carlos Alberto Diego. Boys, it's been a Big, big week in football, Vinny. Welcome back. You're looking tanned, refreshed. Yes. Thank you very much, Rodrigo. It's my tribute to Silvio Berlusconi, man with tan. <laughs> I do it once a year. Yes. It makes me feel good on the inside and the outside. Yeah, now looking very, very relaxed. Uh, and you need to be because you're sitting next to Warren, who uh, is just about to put his glasses on just for the uh, listeners at home. Can I just say, Rodrigo, <laughs> I, I, I was almost insulted by the fact that uh, you, you got Simon Colosimo to replace me because when I did the numbers, I don't know what he's achieved in world football that I haven't. <laughs> makes no sense to me, mate. Well, as it turns out, not a lot. But, um, but now we celebrate. His career last week. He's another man with tan too, by the way, Carlos. Mm. He, he was he was great. Great to have Simon on the show last night. Uh, hey, we've got a big show for you tonight as well. We've got Mike McGrath coming up a little bit later on, and we're uh, going to talk about the A League. And um, it's your last well up until Friday because we've been asking you to go to fordiegos.com to subscribe to our e newsletter. And uh, what we're going to do in return is put you in a draw to win a fantastic fantastic book from Roy Hay and Bill Murray, A History of Football in Australia, Friday, up to Friday. We're, we've got it open until Friday. So And Friday because, of course, the Diegos are doing the Fort Diego's final whistle <laughs> after the call of the Melbourne Victory versus West Sydney Wanderers game. Uh, the kick off the A-League season this week. Looking forward to that. So all you need to do is go to 4diegos.com and subscribe. Make sure you fill in the form on the on the website there and subscribe to the Diegos for our e-newsletter. And, and by the way, you know, it. people talk about pimping things out. Yep. Vinny, I'm going to pimp your little blog out oh, today. Yes. If you want a cute little read about the A-League's upcoming A-League season, it's almost a bit of a melancholy uh, <laughs> Vinny Venezuela. <laughs> Uh, of course, ADP, you let him out of the trunk yes. of the car, which it's is good. So, it's cute in a psychotic way. It was, it was. Just get, a, get to the 4diegos.com and have a read of Vinny's blog in the blog section. Um, and uh, it, it, by the way, the title of the blog is Who's Hungry? Who's Hungry, that's yeah. right. And uh, while, while we're out pimping, uh, it's uh, the if you get the A-League live app, which is a free app that you can download, very good app, lots of information, you'll find the piece on that app as well. And... Uh, Good, good guys running A-League live app. Uh, get on board that Fantastic. one too. Hey, as I said, it's going to be a big show tonight. We'll take your calls throughout the night on 9429-1116 and also your hot topic, uh, Vinny Venezuela. Well, it's not yours. It's Jeez. our hot topic. But, it is uh, our hot topic. But 0433 that's the number. What is the hot topic tonight? Well, you know, it's 10 years. We're celebrating the 10th year of the A-League and... I've been getting a bit nostalgic and emotional because it's... Teary, even. Teary, mm. teary. And um, I was thinking, what was the moment or what, what was the memory, what was my fondest memory of, of A-League football in the turn year, in, in these 10 years? And there have been many, no doubt, because it, it, it's been a great competition and every season offers a new highlight. But I've got to say that uh, my fondest memory, and I was speaking to someone at, uh, at my daughter's soccer training about this today, uh, this afternoon... 
it was going to the the Sydney Melbourne victory game at Olympic Park and seeing Olympic Park packed out again with uh, football fans. I, I just when you say packed out again full. in relation, yeah, but in relation to what? Moment? Okay, so so was it Socceroos eighty five against Scotland? It was. was it, uh, it was in fact that game, Carlos, that, mm. that uh, is also sort of uh, embedded in my. In my memory, in my yeah. my psyche, in my somehow emotional... they got thirty five thousand people into the game into that yes. ground that, that day. They only held about twenty two, but anyway. And I just remember thinking when I was in when when I was at Olympic Park to watch uh, Dwight York and Archie, and it was a great game too, by the way. I think Archie scored three that one. Yeah. Um, thinking this is just like that game, and how good is it to have so many people back uh, watching football in this city? And mm. that's that's my moment. So the hot topic tonight is. What is your A-League moment of the last 10 seasons? Zero four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. You know, Warren, you've got a marathon coming up, so yeah. you can yeah, I'm talk. trying to conserve energy. No, no, you know, <laughs> for me, and I, I don't think it's not a singular moment, the grand final in A-League, I can't think, I'm sure there has been, but I can't think of a bad one. In recent memory, and even, you know, when when Archie scored all the goals and they thrashed Adelaide, Adelaide, Melbourne victory, that wasn't a bad grand final. That was a good grand final. The Brisbane grand finals have been fantastic. Central Coast winning their grand final against Sydney FC was a controversial moment. They lost one as well. So for me, the point of difference in the A-League that I think makes it a, a, a unique competition is the grand final. And they've all been... Yep. Good. Well, my my favourite memory was the turnaround in that Brisbane Raw Central Coast Mariners Grand Final, where mm. we were actually watching. Yes. We were actually doing a show we at were. the time, and uh, we were thinking, "Oh, the game's going to be finishing any minute now, and we'll be able to do the wrap of the show and stuff." And suddenly, Brisbane scored two, I think, in in the dying minutes, and uh, take it the extra time and then go to penalties and win the thing. It you know it was just mesmerising that whole thing. I mean, from a team perspective, that was great. I think from an individual perspective, I think any time Alessandro Del Piero st- uh, stood next to a ball for a set piece in some sort of a free kick, and just watching him, uh, just the whole crowd focused on him and uh, what he could do with that ball, I think in the 10 years, he's one player that I just was mesmerised watching. Even though he didn't always play well, but whenever he was on the ball... It was just worth watching him uh, whenever you know, whenever he had possession, whatever he was going to do with it, or if it's a free kick or whatever it may be. So I remember going to the the, the season two final with victory at um, Eddie Had or Telstra, whatever it was called then, with my daughter, which was special. But but I remember the guy who ran on at the end of the game, and uh, they couldn't catch him. He was <laughs> he was running around, and I've never seen a guy evade so much security. <laughs> it was very entertaining. Mm, Hats mm. off to you, sir. Yes, no, very good. Just as an offbeat one was uh, when we were doing some work with Melbourne Hard at the time, uh, yes. watching and uh, driving rain, probably the worst <laughs> rain we had in many, many years. That's watching right. Carlos and Warren, who were the ground, who were yes. on the on the ground doing the emceeing, just getting soaked. It was a mid- but like real professionals. Kept we kept going. going, but it was we couldn't go anywhere because when we started speaking, it was a bit of spitting. Mm. <laughs> Within thirty seconds, it was torrential rain that just kept. I mean, we had a, someone's holding up an umbrella, and that they get they they flew away with the umbrella. And uh, I still got the video. I think that's on our website, isn't it? Oh, it was a mid. It was a midweeker, yeah, yeah, one right. of those rare yeah. midweek games, and yeah. we were in yeah. the tunnel mixing it with 
the players and the A-League officials who were making a decision as to whether we could go back on or oh, start yeah. the game. It was quite incredible. The four people in the stands just love it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. We've got the A-League season opener starting at the weekend, of course. And what we should do in this first part of the show is actually start talking about uh, the teams. And we'll start with the Melbourne teams, of course. And uh, let's go through the teams, guys. And let's start with Melbourne victory. Warren? We'll start with you, because Melbourne yep. Victory um, recruited well in the off-season. The coach, Kevin Muskett, has got the full season now. Um, it's time for Melbourne Victory. Yeah, and I would say that Melbourne Victory, for me, start the favourites to finish um, top of the ladder and probably our championship favourites to me by the simple fact that they bring in two players that I think at both parts of the ground do something for the Melbourne Victory. Certainly in Bessart Barisha, they bring in a proven goal scorer, and no one can deny that. He scores, on average, over a goal a game across his A-League career. And I think in itself, Carl Valeri's signing, Mm. as much as it's probably not... It's been overshadowed by some of the other signings, particularly across the other side of Melbourne. I think in terms of solidifying Melbourne victory defensively, which I think is has been their Achilles heel over the last couple of seasons, I think they definitely go in to the season as favourites. And I would expect them to be close to the top of the ladder. And I'm reasonably confident, even though um, Western Sydney Wanderers have had hard competition, I'm reasonably confident, confident the victory will get it done in the opening game against Western Sydney at Etihad on Friday night. I'm uh, very excited about the victory this season, and I'm, I'm, I'm excited also for Kevin Musket because I think this is the season where he gets to sort of sort of prove himself or just showcase, not prove himself, showcase what he can do with this squad because it, it, you, you get the sense that this is finally the squad that he's making and he's selecting and, and you know, he's not... You know, the, the Ange era is behind him. He's, he's evolved into something else, so... I, th- I think uh, Bar- the signing of Barisha is, g- is going to be a standout one and uh, will no doubt pay dividends for the victory. Yeah, I, I think the difference between this victory and, and victories of you know previous years is that the players that they've brought in are proven players. You know that most of the time when they're going to be playing games, they're going to play quite well. Valeri is a bloke, as long as he's fit, will play well for you every week. Del Pierre, this guy, that the, the centre-half they picked up, uh, who, who's played in Germany, played in uh, in France, I believe, played in Holland. Uh, this guy's played top-level football as a professional for a long, long time, well-respected. So he's going to play well every week. Uh, you've got Barisha, who we know has got a track record of scoring goals and playing well. So the guys who brought in are blokes on the field who are going to do the job for you because they're professional. Throw in Mark Milligan, who's a super professional mm. also. Suddenly, Muskie doesn't have to sit back and wonder if his team will perform. As, as you do with kids. I mean, often he played kids last year. Sometimes they play well, sometimes they don't. You know, we've got the old adage, you don't win things with kids, and that's the inconsistency that Melbourne victory showed last year was partly because of the kids. By the way, talented kids, but, but they... Yeah, and I was going to say, Carlos, in Macaroonis, Manane, yeah. um, Mahazi, Connor Payne, they've actually got some depth through those younger guys getting a lot of experience through last year. Yeah, but they, so well, they were incons- very good But squad. they were inconsistent mm. last year, but now you've got these really experienced guys who are proven performers... Uh, plus these kids who've got better also, suddenly Muskie can sit back and almost smoke cigars in that, uh, in that, uh, it's not that he's expecting to win necessarily, but 
you know that if things go wrong on the pitch, the players themselves can fix it rather than him trying to cajole them and you know get these kids believing in themselves. These blokes are proven performers. That's what it's a really good feel about this victory side in that respect. A waveform for me is going to be crucial with victory. Sorry, Vinny. No, no. The other thing I was going to say, it's going to be interesting to see how Muscat's uh, man management skills uh, deal with Barisha because he's quite fiery and. Where I, I remember seeing uh, there was a moment last season when um, I think Troisi came off and wanted to go back in the dressing room, but then Muskie sort of asserted himself and said, "Look, sit down, sit here on the bench with everyone." And and Troisi did the right thing, and that, and and I you kind of feel like yeah, um, the, the age difference. Troisi was respectful enough and but, stuff. But, but you'd think, Vinny, that you'd think that with the with the, with the type of player Musket was. Who'd have the brain explosions on the field and and get sent off or whatever or, you know the, the the you know the the late tackles and all that sort of red and yellow cards and the issues with the referees that if anyone will understand Barisha in that respect it's him and Barisha doesn't I don't remember him ever turning on the coach he always turns on the opposition and so. That's what Muskie used to do too. So I think if anyone's going to understand that character, it'll yep. be Kevin Musket. You'd hope so. Warren, did you say uh, that victory would go into the season as favourites? Yeah, I think the victory. I mean, I personally think they finished third last season, I think, and then lost in a final. I actually think with, with the loss of Barisha for Brisbane, as much as they've replaced with a guy like Adam Sarotta and they've got another Albanian. You just go to the well a second time to get another guy. I just think that victory with their signings probably look to me to have the strongest list. May, no, no, hang on. Yeah. They've got a really good list. But if you go through Melbourne City, and I think, Rodrigo, you're going to trans... trans, uh, trans, no, trans I was going to say the, the strongest list available across the whole of the season, victory. Let me just read through... The Melbourne City list. I'm a Melbourne. Okay. I'm trying to understate my team, Carlos. Okay, you know, <laughs> okay. guys like Valapi and Redmayne. Well, they're going to get better from last year. Hoffman. Well, if he stays, if he stays and keeps on improving, he's going to get better because Norbo's the captain. Connor Chapman, who I really rate highly, I think he's injured at the moment, but he he's a kid that's going to improve and uh, play the play the actual uh, uh, the way that uh, Van Skip wants to play. Moy's been terrific. You know, talk about Madoka, he's just a proven player. Uh, then you start going into some of the big names. Uh, mm. Corrin is a guy who's he's in the big same raps. he's the same mould as as your Valeris, as your um, as your Del Piers. Proven professional, played 61 times of Slovenia, captain the whole city in the EPL, all that sort of stuff. Pardalu, I mean, mm. he's the cog yeah. of Brisbane Roar's, you know, premiership wins. I think City can win it. You know, Damien Duff, hell, Damien Duff, is, uh, Republic of Ireland International, apparently training the house down. David Villa, he's only here for, you know, the party time. <laughs> He's only here for a bit of a circus Imagine stint. if they lose their first 10. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to hurt. They're gonna, uh, City's going to actually escort him to Tullamarine and put him on the plane back to us. But what I'm saying is they've got a terrific uh, top-up compared to what they had last year. And the players that they've got in the list at Melbourne City, they're just going to get better under the full preseason under John Van Skip. They went over to Man City. If you go over there and train for a bit, you're automatically become a 25% better player. Uh, mate, you cannot say that Victory have got a better squad than that. That's why no. I ask, because it's easy to get seduced by Melbourne Victory and the, their bigness, if you like. But, you know, and they have got a good squad. But, you know, a lot of pundits 
pick them as the favourites year in, year out. No, I think the starting... Rodrigo, I think the starting point of the two lists, you've got to look at where Victory finished last season, the improvements they've made in terms of... Barisha is singly the most significant A-League player in terms of his ability to influence matches. There's no doubt if you have a look at Melbourne City and the signings that they've got, and I actually think you put Duff and even Via aside, Moy and Pardalu in the middle of the park with Masmadoka. Remember when they just they were just invisible in games, Melbourne City last season. They just went completely missing and were able to not were not able to den- generate any drive through the middle of the field, and as such, lacked goals. I think if you look at James Brown, if you look at David Williams, if you look at the options they have going forward, I think the package is there for City. But the starting point of the two teams, I think you've got to say victory over City because you don't know what you're getting out of Melbourne City. Of course City you know moment. what you're getting with Melbourne uh, City. Adrian kind of agrees with you there, Warren. Come on, boys. Victory just fine-tuning. Melbourne City got the imports and no system yet. Big difference. They've had a whole, they've had the longest pre-season in the history of world football, to get it right. <laughs> they've travelled around the world. They've played games. Uh, they've got these professionals. I mean, these guys, it's not like David Villiers rocked up uh, you know, four, ga- four days before the first game. He doesn't know the players. I mean, Corrin's been training with them for months. Uh, Duff's been there, you know, for a couple of months. Uh, Pardlew's just come back, well, you know, to, you know, to be fair, uh, Pardlew's only come in the last couple of weeks, so it might be a little bit of a problem. But, uh. Aaron Moy's been there for the yeah, whole time. Yeah, so I, I think, I think the fact that, even if some of them have only been there a few weeks, the fact that they've been around the block a bit, they're professional footballers, they've been very successful, uh, they get on the bit, they get on the ground and do the business. These aren't young kids who are learning the game. They're ki- these are blokes who actually won things before at the highest level, and that's why I think City, man for man, have probably got the better credentialed players, but I think victory's slightly more settled, but I don't think you'll see much difference between the two sides all, in the first couple of weeks. All being equal... With the players that are on the park for the first Melbourne derby, which is only in three weeks' time, it is going to be the most amazing derby game when you've got Barisha and Thompson and those likes on the victory side and you're going to have Via, Corrin and the like. It's going to be... And what if they both... What if both teams go in... Given that we're dreaming here for a bit, what if both teams go into that game... Undefeated. Undefeated, full strength. <laughs> Undefeated and Barisha's, you know, he's sticking the chest out and scoring goals and V is kicking goals from the start. And That's what happened last year, the first derby game. Wasn't it the first game of the year? Uh, a couple of, no, a couple of years ago. Yeah, a couple was of years game ago. of chess. Yeah, no, no, no. You loved it, everyone no. else hated it. No, I loved it, but, you know, this is a different proposition. We've got some real quality on the field yes. for both sides I've, this time around. Victory have more depth and quality evenly spread across the park, says Lucas from Greenvale. As I'm worried about our backline this year for City, Hoffman, Hermano aren't natural fullbacks. Neither is Ian Ramsey. Garuccio looks good, though. That's Lucas uh, in Greenvale. It's interesting. A lot of good points there, but uh, I think uh, uh, City's uh, probably opinion with that would be that they'd probably want to keep possession in the forward half of the field and they won't worry about too much defending. The back four is a, a bit of a theme coming through on the text messages here. Phil in Werribee says the same thing. Uh, the worry for City is the back four. Besides Kisnorbo, not much there. And uh, Hoffman won't play early on. He's he's a little bit injured. So, yeah, but I don't agree. I agree with Carlos as much as I hate to. I think they don't have to worry. They're, They're going to be keeping possession of the ball. Of the ball. The and part. partly, I mean, part of their problem is they've never had a shielding uh, midfielder, uh, shielding the back four. Yep. And partly is one of the best in the business when it comes to that. 
Looking forward to uh, seeing the Melbourne teams. Let's uh, just quickly go through some other teams now, guys. Sydney FC. They've they've got recruit Graham Arnold, of course, and that's a big plus. Um, and uh, they seem to they've really even though Alessandro Del Piero's off and away, they've. Uh, they seem to have forwards aplenty. They're, they're prong pre- they're prong heavy, aren't yeah, they? they are. <laughs> uh, 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 Bernie Abini, great player. Broski, by the way, interesting. They've uh, named him captain for the season. Yeah, yes. Uh, Shane Smeltz, uh, Yanko, Marco Yanko's played uh, forty times for Austria, I believe, and, uh, and also scored you know many goals for them. He's a another proven professional. Austria. Uh, Holland, Portugal, Turkey scored goals in every country he's played in, and he's a big, big striker, big prong up front. Uh, but I don't think they've got enough with the rest of the team. They're sort of going with what they had in the past in the back line, also midfield. And uh, I don't know. I've just I, I, Graham Arnold has this habit of making you feel very comfortable about his teams, but I just reckon he's got the quality in this team. Yeah, and I personally think that Sydney will just. I, I think a success for Sydney this season. Would to be to be more consistent, and if they could make finals in those bottom cupless places and be competitive and change the culture around Sydney, which was based on Del Piero and a lack of consistency, would he or wouldn't he play? Uh, yet they just weren't able to string games together, and you didn't know what you were getting. Did you find it very interesting? Graham Arnold's come out this week and said that one of the biggest jobs he had at Sydney was to make the team actually bonded as a team. I mean, apparently he got there. He says, as he said, he's quoted saying that he got there in the change room, there were four or five clicks. I mean, this is professional football, Sydney. You've got to play together. <laughs> it was just four or five clicks. No... What are the clicks, Carlos? The back <laughs> yeah, line, the midfield? I don't know. I'm not sure. What the it keepers? Is. It's, no, it's the guys who go to the nightclubs, yeah. the guys who like to have picnics on the weekend, the guys who like to, I don't know, I'm flower look... shows. What, what's going on? I'm going to look to see who's got similar hairstyles next time. Because yeah. all of the guys with similar hairstyles. While we're in Sydney, uh, before we go to a break, let's talk about Western Sydney Wanderers because, I mean, they, they've they been a fantastic story since their inception, of course, and they're in the um, Asian Champions League Grand Final. Damo from West Sydney sent us a text. Thanks, Damo. Evening, boys. This may sound crazy. Uh, he's talking about Melbourne City here. I think the Golden Boot this year could be a guest in player. Via, <laughs> Via will tear the league up in his first 10 games. Harder year for our Wanderers, more to the point. Here, having us finishing fourth or fifth, Adelaide to finish top. A lot of skillful, nimble, fast players. They'll overwhelm most sides in attack. Fantastic, uh, uh, pricey there, Damo. Because I, I said today, and I, I'm a bit worried that West Sydney Wanderers fans are listening to this because I think, as much as they've done fantastically well to get to the final of the Asian Champions League, I think. Looking through their squad, they've got Victor Saba, who hasn't played a lot. Nice beard at the moment, yeah, that's all you could say. He's just, I know, he, just, he, he sort of waves a finger a bit for a 23-year-old for me. And the other ones are Romeo Castellan, who's their big, big uh, uh, Dutch international uh, you know, player that they signed who hasn't played much. But other than that, it's more of the same in that squad. Now, they're proven, they're gutsy. They're resilient. They're organised. They, they're organised. I'll have a crack at you. The coach is you know, tough as nails. But I don't know if they're if they've got the class to actually go with the likes of the victories in the cities this time. I mean, I know it's a big statement, and uh, Damo's almost touched on it there, so I'm impressed with what he says. Mm. But I do apologise to the West Sydney Wanderers fans who are listening to us right now. But I'm worried about the lack of class. Dare I say it? But in saying that. You've got continuity in squad, essentially. You know what you're going to get from the Wanderers. They're going to start. They're going to be. They're going to be prime from the start. It wouldn't surprise you, Carlos, for them to come down here and 
get a graph to draw against a star-studded victory team on the first night, you know what you're going to get. Yeah, He's but can they do that every players. week? Can they do that every I week? Think you, I think they've done it for two years. Proved it, and as much as their signings are underwhelming in comparison to other sides, you just know what you're going to get, and you can't tell me that the side that played seven days ago beating Seoul in the Champions Different leagues. It is different. Different, different competitions. Just Don't compare it. Yeah, but as, as I've said time and time again, this is why you'll never coach at the top level. It's different <laughs> competition, different leagues. See, Warren, hang up the, the whistle because you can never coach at the top level with you comments like that. The, the one thing get. about Tony Popovich is he started with very little and he made, you know, he... He turned water into wine, basically, and he's got the formula, and he knows that if you just stick to a, I reckon he's the archetypal manager who who gets his team to stick to the game plan, and that's how he, he grinds out results. But how how often can you go to the well, you know, to the same well, Vinny? As the long as players. there's water in the well, Carlos, you can go you to the well. No, I don't know. I think these boys. I don't know. I just don't know whether you can keep on relying on grit and resilience and organisation. You've got to have, and especially when the teams around you got better. Victory's got better, and also City's got better. I think Adelaide's got better. Uh, not sure about Brisbane Raw yet. Uh, it's sort of the jury's out on them, um, but I think uh, those four teams have got better. I'm not sure whether West City Wanderers have got better. Interesting stuff. Let's take a break now and uh, come back with the other teams as well. And as we're trying to raise uh, Mike McGrath from the UK as well, we'll... Uh We'll have a crack at that. Stick around. This is the Four Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. One week they give you a Ferrari. The next week they give you the gas to get out of town. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diego's. On 1116 SEN, the Four Diego's. Yes, here on a Wednesday night as always. And don't forget, uh, the A-League starts on Friday and uh, SEN will be there from 7pm. Melbourne Victory take on Western Sydney Wanderers at Etihad Stadium. Ed Wyatt, Dave Clarkson and Jonathan Howcroft will cover the game. And then it's the final whistle with the Four Diego's from 10 until midnight. We'll be in the house on Friday. Make sure... Wall-to-wall, migraine, <laughs> promoting... Inducing. Yes, uh, talkback. That's yes. what we're looking for. Yes, who will it be? So anyway, uh, looking forward to uh, SEN's wonderful coverage of... Uh, the A-League in Season 10. Now, the hot topic tonight, Vinny Venezuela, was what was your favourite A-League memory in the 10 years? Yeah, 0433 Actually, here's one. John in Port Melbourne, Season 1 versus Sydney at Olympic Park. Yes, on John. That was magic. Uh, the Melbourne versus Adelaide Grand Final, 53,000 for a local club match. The, bent mar- the benchmark was set that day. My moment is when the shoestring pub team Wellington Phoenix got a proper bench set up for <laughs> any other club. That's Mick in Summerton. That's a nice Mick, one. Yeah. And my favourite memories was beating Melbourne Heart uh, City 3-2. Archie last-minute goal, winning and running on the pitch. That's Monique. Thank you very much. Uh, all very good stuff. Uh, 0433 Send us a text message. What was your favourite A-League moment? We've been talking about victory and city, uh, Sydney FC and Western Sydney Wanderers and getting some uh, lots of... Uh, Interesting stuff coming out of uh, the SMSs as well. Keep sending them through. Um, evening, boys. Melbourne City have very good signings, but my question is, do they have have a striker other than David Villa who can bang in 10-plus goals this season? Hey, but David Williams, uh, you know, yeah. he, he has been the man, and he's shown that even though he's uh, he's isolated at the time, he was isolated at the times in the previous 
uh, incarnation of uh, of Melbourne City. But uh, I think now with Villa and there's more attacking options, even Coran yeah, he'll sings, score goals he scores goals midfield. too. Uh, I think there's much, many more scoring options and that takes the pressure off uh, David Williams, which probably will allow him to score more goals. And don't forget Matty Degandic. Uh, is, uh, I think he's finally over those injury problems and he started coming good last season and after a really good pre-season, he was a star mm. you know, three or four years ago. I mean, looking forward to seeing Melbourne City because uh, Vanship did did sort of turn them around, or they did have a bit more luck with with injuries or fewer injuries towards the end, and they were they were getting their their, their stuff together. So it will be interesting. Williams can go cold on you and disappear. People like Ramsey can disappear from a game. But he was Maddie actually pretty. I've got to say, in a bad in a for a bad season. Williams was, I think, as he came good at the end, yeah. yeah but he, and he was scoring goals too. I mean, I thought he really responded to Van Skip coming back to the yeah. club, and he's just again had another preseason. He's got other great players around him, so it takes the pressure off him. You never know; he playing more relaxed and more with you know not being the man uh, might uh, allow him to score him a few more goals. And I think um, if there's an outside chance that Josh Kennedy gets signed by Melbourne City probably to coincide with David Villa leaving, that does provide them with a point of difference. And then you've got that tall man, short man with David Williams' speed and height. I think that would be difficult for A-League teams to actually um, combat. So I think that's an option for City if they get the most out of David Villa. Let's go through some other teams now, guys. And uh, what about Brisbane Raw? They, uh, what did you say there, Warren? They, they won't finish in the can't top? See them, can't see them improving. They'll... I, and I can't see them finishing in the top couple. I think they'll make finals because, again, continuity is very important, I think. But Michael Theo's not going to be in goals for a substantial part of the season. I think all good teams have got a really good goalkeeper. I think he's a huge loss with a broken... With a, Did with you a say they're, they're going to make the finals or not yeah, make, make the finals? Yeah, they'll make finals. They've got Thomas Broich in the team. Yeah, they can't. They won't not make finals, but I can't see them making top three. I think Mike Mulvey is is a fantastic gaffer, and I reckon that uh, what he's done to bring them back suggests to me that, that he knows what he's doing, and I would not discount them at all, even without Barisha. And given that they have got Broish, Broish makes things happen. He's a magic man, and good things will will occur because of him. So who, who have they brought in uh, here, Carlos? Uh, well, the Albanian that uh, Warren's talk about is Mensur Kurtishi. Yep. Mm-hmm. Recommended uh, he's a 27-year-old Albanian who scores for fun. In Albania, do you score for fun in Albania? Probably, probably not. And he was recommended by Berishar Berisha, the, uh, <laughs> the brother, the, brother old, okay. the agent. You know, but if you look at if you look at this, I think Petrakos was uh, Petratos was uh, actually coming good last Jimmy year. Was very good. He was very good, and yep. he's going to be better this year. I think Adam Sarai is still a got, really good. They've still got the slippery them. fish. So you're yes, changing now, have. Warren. What's going on? Now you're talking no, they, about they'll make finals, but not top three. I don't think there's very much difference. Barisha actually had a lot of time out of the game last season. They still won without him. Okay, It just depends on the attitude of the team and whether Mike Mulvey can keep that um, that momentum going from what this team's done over the last three or four years. So I, I disagree with you, Warren. I think they'll be there or thereabouts. That's a surprise, Carlos. Uh, Sorotto's going to add to them too. I think he's a fantastic player yep. on loan from, uh, from his uh, Dutch team. Uh, Theo might be a problem. We've got a guy called um, James Young. Yes. He played in the pub leagues over in the England, and uh, apparently he's, been, he's had a whole career in the lower leagues in England, and they reckon he'll come in and do a good job for them. So I don't think there's much difference other than the fact that Rich is not playing. I think Carlos, I said again they'll make finals, but not top three. So that's a fairly good season. 
Mulvey and Popovich will be going to the same conference on how to keep the momentum going, do you think? <laughs> or just calling each other up. What are you doing for momentum? Oh. Well, Vinny, it's just like your blog. I mean, it's have they got the hunger? Can they can they keep on rolling out? And that's what I worry about West City Wanderers because they don't have the classic class players out there. Uh, they've just got really great players who get the best out of themselves, but they don't have necessarily the class of a Broich in that side. And and how often can you go to players who are just good players and ask them to do uh, superhuman things, and which I think West Sydney Wanderers have been doing? So, um, but but they've got they've got a supporter base behind them that makes yeah. players lift true even when they don't want to, and I, I think that that that's a bit of an X factor, and I think that's that certainly helped victory. Uh, it, it's, it's always helped victory, and I think it certainly makes a difference for the Wanderers boys. Yep, absolutely. What about, uh, let's go to Adelaide now, and Adelaide United. They A lot of people are tipping them to finish right up there. I can't, I can understand where people are thinking they're going to be as good, if not better, than last season. The, the stuff around Gombau and being there for a second year with the way that he's playing. Jimmy Jago, Craig Goodwin, they haven't got many signings. They've kept most, though, from the team of last year, and I think continuity is is very good for Adelaide. But winning it, don't think so. They've got to win away from home. They were very good at home last season but didn't take their game away from home. They'll be entertaining. They'll score goals. I think Bruce Jitte, as much as I think he's an important, he struggles to stay fit. They're a better team when he plays in the team, no matter how they actually go. My personal thoughts is, yes, they'll make finals. Can they improve from making an elimination final last season and then losing in the first game? Probably, but I don't think they can win it. There you go. Yeah, look, they're certainly, I think, with Brisbane, they're the best ball-playing side in the competition. I mean, the Karuska and uh, mm. Thirio and these sort of guys are fantastic players. Uh, but who can tell? I mean, they, they have at times gone through patches where they've been really disappointing and they don't get the results. So I don't know whether they've... Look, they've just got to get some momentum up. Can you play the football that they want to play and win week in, week out? Brisbane has done it. Uh, Adelaide, I think, have only played in patches. So, you know, again, the jury's out. Um, they've certainly got the quality there. I'm not sure about Gombau, to tell you the truth. I mean, you know, there's one thing allow, allowing players to be free-spirited and play a beautiful brand of football, but it's all about consistency and whether he he cares about that as much because in the past he's, he's always said it's all about the, playing beautiful football and don't worry about the results, and that gets people's nose at our joint too. So I don't know. It, it's one of those ones where I'm really unsure, but there's certainly if you want to see good football played, it's Adelaide United, but whether they're going to win every week, that's another thing. Finney, you wrote a blog uh, on A-League Live. What was your point about uh, Gombauer? You, you oh yes, he's just, strutting. Just a snippet. A snippet from he's you. strutting like uh, you know. <laughs> he, he's just he's a very happy man because he, he nearly beat Juventus. He's, he's the man. <laughs> <nearly> <laughs> and they're now That's undefeated right. in right. Syria. That's, That's right. right. There you go. So make sure you get to Vinny's uh, blog. Yes, on and A-Com or A League Live app. Go for it. There you go. What about uh, Central Coast Mariners, guys? Um, how, how are they going to go this year, Warren? You've got the list. Um, I don't, think, I don't think they'll make year. finals. I think um, they fall into the category of you know what you're going to get, and I think this year you'll get a team that is reasonably dour, is going to be giving 100%, but lack the class to be able to compete week to week. Yeah, losing, I know that McGlinchey left mid-season last season, but not being able to retain him after coming back in a 
in sort of like he was training for two teams at the one time, which is a good effort for a professional <laughs> player. I think he's a huge loss for them. Marco well, Flores. The, the, the remaining semblance of, of any their old skill. I mean, everyone else is a kicker. Yep. Uh, Montgomery, Hutchinson, yep. Simon, Duke. Yep. Good players, but they're just going to kick the living daylights out of you. And look, they'll be tough to beat, especially at home, but... I just think you keep on, they keep on selling their good players and, and, and moving their good players on. And it's going to get down to this bare bones, tough to beat, but they'll be, you know, probably just outside the finals, I reckon. What about Newcastle Jets guys? Um, same? Well, or they recruited a bit. Their recruiting strategy is about getting players that won't be able to play until about Christmas, <laughs> it seems. Um, because <laughs> if they've, they've got Marcos Flores and Billy Seleski, who are both, um, good signings in terms of the class that they add to that team, but they're both injured and will be injured at least until Christmas time, one with a one with knee injury that we know of Marco Flores. Um Taggart, Heskey, Brillante are their losses. Now I know Heskey didn't find the net often, but Taggart was their leading goal scorer last year, the golden boot winner in the A League. Brillante's a good player. Newcastle I think Exactly, which really is gone. Yeah, exactly. They've really ridden the money of Nathan Tinkler that never got them the, the success that they're When's there. When's he going now? bankrupt, by the way, Warren? Yeah, we well, talk about this for ages. If it was me that... or you, that would have been about two years yeah. ago, but I think he manages to survive. Look, it's disappointing. They're a huge football city, Newcastle, and the A-League would be better for having a really strong Newcastle, but... They've gone through coaches. They went through two last season, then replaced them with another another coach. Phil Stubbins, who's a, a good assistant, well-liked, well liked, uh, went around Asia and did okay over there, but really unproven as a head coach in yep. uh, in the A-League. And uh, so that's, again, someone learning on the job almost with a team that's at best in transition. I mean, Flores has got to have a breakout year. Uh, Seleski's got to come back a better player from Asia, and not many do. Um, but where are they going to get their goals from? I don't know. It's just one of those ones where it's just, it seems like they're thrown together. They need to start well to get a bit of momentum, I think, to get people in, in Newcastle excited. What about Perth Glory? They need to have a good year this year because um, we, need, we need a strong Perth Glory in this A-League, don't we? Yeah, but I don't know whether... I mean, they've got Michael Thwaite defensively. And look, on the face of it, they've improved their attacking stocks immensely. Shane Smelt had a really disappointing season last season at um, at Perth Glory, and they've brought in Andy Keogh, who again, like the likes of Corrin and other players, come with a, a, a tremendous goal-scoring and international record, both for club and country. He, I think, of all the strikers that have come in, is probably the least or the most underestimated because he's over in Perth, but could actually have the biggest impact because he's, a, he's the type of guy, I think, physically in the way that he plays would be suited to the A-League. Mitch Nichols coming back. Now... He's we on know, loan from Japan. We know what we get with Mitch. The good well, Mitch is we, great, but the we, bad Mitch is average. I mean, really, again, I get worried about guys who go over to, uh, to you know, Asia and then come back. I don't remember one that's come back a better player. And uh, and, and really, if you remember, it was a quite a um, acrimonious... Yeah, he, he cracked the sads, that's right, he, really? A bit, bit acrimonious him going over there. Obviously, for him to be back on loan, he's not getting the game over there. So what state is he coming back in? You know, has Mitch Nichols lost a couple of years with wrong moves and, and probably bad attitude? Who knows? But, uh, uh, but I mean, Zadkovic has gone from, uh, Jets to Perth. Yusuf Hersey's a really yeah, good Hersey's signing. Hersey's a good signing. Uh, Richard Garcia is another one, uh, moved, uh, to Perth, his home, his hometown from Sydney. So, um, look, they've, 
by name, they've picked up some decent players. But I like I like the looks of McLaren, Harold, um, De Silva. These sort of guys. I wonder if they've improved because I think that's where they'll really get their great improvement from. Yeah, look, they're an interesting squad. Uh, their manager also has got a bit of work to do to to make sure that he, he keeps the good times rolling on. They've given him two <laughs> two years. Oh, actually, look, I'm a little bit surprised. Uh, yep, you would have thought Kenny Lowe probably was only going to be the interim manager, I wouldn't know. have you? But um, no, they've given him... And we'll get entertainment out of Kenny Lowe, both on the sidelines and in the press conferences. We'll get something. But they've got to start winning at home and then... Once they get that under control, because they should really have a fortress over there. Oh, they've got to fill that stadium. That's yeah, a beautiful stadium. Jeez. And before we go to the break, everyone's favourite team in New Zealand is Wellington Phoenix. Uh, um, Ernie Merrick's boys here. I quite enjoyed watching them a few times last year, I've got to say. How are they going to go this year? Oh, well, uh, I think they'll be... Nathan Burns they've picked up. Yeah. Uh, again, we Michael remember... Michael McGlinchey's a class yep. player yep. at best. <laughs> yep. Uh, look, er- Ernie Merrick teams don't get thrash for too long, too many times. I mean, they might have the odd moment if they're a bad team. And they did last season. Yeah, but but he, he usually gets them pretty competitive and he gets under people's guards. But Nathan Burns, if he plays anywhere near his potential, and I know we keep on saying that every year, but he's a great player. Uh, as you said, McLeish is a good player too, and he's playing back home in New Zealand too. So, I don't know. The rest of them are a little bit no-names. I mean, we've got uh, guys like Fenton, and uh, who, who's always been an impressive young player, and a couple of other young guys coming through. And Ernie takes real pride mm. in shocking us sometimes. So, I don't know. I don't expect a lot from them, but uh, you never know. I don't understand why they didn't re-sign Heisigans. He's, you know, he, he was doing the business for them, but obviously he had a contract and uh, not in the good books. Yeah, I think um, the Wooden Spoon Derby will be Newcastle Jets playing Wellington Phoenix mm. myself. Well, as I tick Wellington Phoenix, we've done all the teams. So the uh, A-League uh, round one, uh, Melbourne victory take on Western Sydney Wanderers on Friday night. Central Coast Mariners play Newcastle Jets. Sydney FC take on Melbourne City FC. Looking forward to that one. Wellington Phoenix uh, play Perth Glory. And then on Sunday, Brisbane Raw take on Adelaide United. It'd be a great way to round off the first round. And uh, just for the sake of predictions, you mm. want a prediction? Sure. Oh Well, I'm going to predict that Melbourne City will play Melbourne victory in the grand final at the MCG in front of 65,000 people. I was looking for a prediction for this weekend, <laughs> not for the grand final. Oh no! Well, that's give us a scoreline for Friday let, night. Let, let, okay, nil-nil. Okay. Nil. I, I thought you were going to ask him a deeper question than that, so I was going to interrupt and say, let's take a break before we okay. answer the question. But no, answer that question. I think Wanderers will get a draw against victory as much as I think victory are going to have a good season. I'm going to pick 3-1 for victory. Yeah, 2-1 I reckon victory going to win. Three all. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're a fence sitter. That's surprising. Well, a fence sitter, but I'm a, an attacking fence sitter. Yes. <laughs> hey, don't forget, go to fordiegos.com to subscribe to our e-newsletter, which we're looking forward to putting out, and you can win a history of football in Australia by Roy Hay and Bill Murray. Do it now, fordiegos.com. Make sure you subscribe to our e-newsletter. We're giving you up until Friday when we'll announce the winner of the subscriber who will pick up a history of football in Australia. Let's take a break now and come back with more of the Diego's on 1116 SEN, Melbourne's home of sport. I told them that no matter what they did in the second half, that I'd still love them and that their mothers would still love them. But I wasn't too sure about their 10% agents, amphetamine dealers, mistresses on the side, the mob... Illegal bookmakers, fickle wives, club groupies, hangers-on, high-priced call girls and club sponsors. On 1116 SEM, the Four Diegos. 
guest coming up after the Diego's. It's All Night Appetite with uh, Scott Cooney and from 12 to 1 NFL Thursday with uh, Shane Donahue tonight. Uh, don't forget on uh, Friday night for the big Melbourne victory versus Western Sydney Wanderers at Eddie Hat Stadium, the A-League will be covered by SEN uh, from 7pm. Ed Wyatt, Dave Clarkson and Jonathan Halcroft of the call team. And then the final whistle returns for A-League version 10.0. I think we need to change that now. Uh, the 10 to 12, it's the four Diego's we're coming on here on Friday. You just third-personed yourself, did you? Did, did I? You said the four Diego's. It's us. Well, you know. So yeah. uh, you need to do that every yeah. now and then. Third I was excited yourself. the way you did that, uh, Rodrigo. Yeah. I'll be yeah. listening. Yeah, cheers. Good on you, Vinny. Thanks, Warren. Um, okay. Daniel in Greenvale, I was, I was lucky enough to be there that special night in Sydney. Victory 2-0 down 75, 75th mm. minute when some chubby kid from Coburg called Andrew Nabu. Andrew Nabu comes on for his debut and changes the game. 15 minutes later, he scored two and we win 3-2. A night no victory supporter will forget. That's a beauty too. Um, here's another one. Uh, best moment sneaking uh, Krispy Kreme donuts into Etihad Stadium and sitting at the <laughs> north end. That's Davinio in Thomastown. That's pretty good. Um, here we go. There's, there was another one here. I was um, sneaking Krispy Kremes. I've done that one. Sorry, guys. Um, best moment. Um, the, it was about Leandro Love, and I ah, yes. lost it here, unfortunately. Sorry about that, everyone. I'll find that. But um, another one. Graham Arnold on the podium for silly statements, making saying um, Sydney will be bigger than Manchester United, not even the biggest club in their own town, says uh, John in Port Melbourne. You know, I just don't understand You know, players and coaches in Australia referring to Australian clubs being big because the biggest club is Melbourne Victory, right? Yep. By way of membership and attendance and so forth. And they're nowhere Probably near... revenue the, as well. And, and revenue. They're, they're nowhere near their capacity. So don't refer to yourself as being big until you're somewhere near your capacity. <laughs> yep. Please. You know? It's like this whole... And I know I've waited till two minutes to, to midnight. It's like this whole beautiful game campaign. Please. Football's not beautiful. It's a great game. I love the contest. It's it's a it's it's terrific ebb and flow in the game, but it's not beautiful. It's a bit like the Diego's football, Carlos. You've got the beautiful in Vinny, oh, and then you've got the he, he's handsome, in handsome, ruggedly handsome. Yeah, There's no such thing as beautiful. No, I agree. I agree. Uh, the game is the you game. Know, you know what it is, Warren? What is it? It's Carlos? these bloody spin doctors out there who try and tell us what we should be thinking. Well, you're, you work in the media these oh, days, Carlos. You find them and you please. tell them. Please. Boys, don't yell. Don't of course, if you would like to sponsor the Diego, <laughs> uh, have us uh, back your brand, contact us. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I can't stand this whole beautiful game stuff. What's beautiful? Oh, i tell you what's beautiful. Yes. The physio for Chelsea. Oh, the physio for Chelsea. Oh, my oh, God. God. She doesn't know what concussion is, though, does oh. she? If you're up listening to us right now, Google her. Does she I know what I, concussion is, though? I don't know. She's... Uh, a, a nice little visual that one is. I'm sure she's a good doctor too. Everyone was going, everyone was going down fainting injury. Everyone had hurting me. Oh my god! Hey, and don't forget the Socceroos take on the United Arab Emirates uh, in Abu Dhabi. Uh, the kickoff our time is on October the 11th at one thirty, and then we play Qatar in uh, Doha, and that uh, kickoff is on October the 15th at three thirty. Toy games. Toy Bo games. Hum, but always hum, no, always Japan's lovely. the one I'm going to be watching because that's going to be somewhere near our squad for uh, for the Asian Cup. All right, boys, that's it. That's it for this week's show. Don't forget we'll be back uh, with a final whistle after the uh, 
Victory versus Wanderers call here on SEN from 7 p.m. We'll be back from 12, uh, 10 till 12. So remember, Carlos. We have a Puerto Rican girls hang out. We'll, we'll be there. there. Wherever you Samba, Rumba, and La Bamba, we'll, we'll be there. there. Remember, there are girls with fruit on their head and balls on their feet. We'll, we'll be, be there. there. Wherever gringos play football, we'll, we'll be, be there. there. We are the Fortiago. This has been a profound coaching moment by the Four Diego's.